Sophie's got it. You're Sophie's so it. dialed in. Yeah, perfect. How are you doing over there, Soph? I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> roles have been giggly. reversed. Yeah. yeah. A little giggly, strange. Yeah, the That's roles weird. have been reversed. I love your shirt, by the way. Thank you. I wore it for you guys. Thanks. It's beautiful. I'm getting Shannon that uh, shirt also, her and Dan. What is it? The Wildly Average long sleeves. Oh, sick. They're getting them for Christmas. They oh. were, uh, Shannon and Dan were the 69th donors. No shit. Yeah. No shit. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, Deck posted on his IG story. We were at hey, 67, so- yeah. I believe. And um, right when he posted it, he was like, well, we need to get to 69 donors. Yep. We're right there. And uh, 69th donor, I'm going to give you uh, back pocket merch. And lo and behold, that was Shannon. That's amazing. Yeah. Merry Christmas to them. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, and congrats to them, too. You know, that we need a, that back pocket needs to put our stamp on that one. Congratulations. They were getting married, and we're, hey, we got the wedding in yeah, Oh, wait. Yeah, wait. So we, we got to leak this on the podcast. Shannon's not going to pick up on listening. Oh, she actually might listen She's to this episode. She's probably going to listen to it. Okay. Um, we have a surprise for their wedding, <laughs> and I'm not going to tell her what it is. Okay. And we're not going to stay on this podcast. Okay. Remind we'll me. Just yeah, like we'll talk after. Keep down your back. Well, my people talk to you people. Um, but, dude, you know, okay, so I was on the flight here, just flew in. This is our, now our third me flying in podcast. Correct. So day of Declan flies in, we record a podcast that night, um, flowing and going real quick, making sure, uh, we got it's all the equipment. It's a, it's a Wednesday. It's it a truly Wednesday. is flowing and <laughs> yeah. going Wednesday, making sure the equipment is all set up. Yep. And, uh, so I think we, I hope we got it. You know, I think we got this one down, but, uh, I was just thinking about this podcast and I was like, what an awesome opportunity that we have because we're like just catching up because yeah. I haven't seen you in how long. The summer, at least, maybe. Probably, probably the summer. Yeah, Fourth um, of July. No. Maybe. After Bochella, when was it? Uh, Were we here for the BT send off that weekend? How many BT send offs are there, though? For real, everything's a BT send off. Um, it's been too long. It's been a while, but it not not. I definitely saw you like this fall. I think at some point. Yeah, I might be over exaggerating, but what I was most stoked about was just like how the podcast between the three of us has now turned in from like, you know, this this reflection of our everyday relationship um, to us now only being able to see each other once or twice, maybe three times a year, and it's like fully catch up. Let's see how we're doing, how much you've grown. There's so many different like things to talk about, mm-hmm. and we're just like friends. So I just <laughs> there's all these things that are in the making for a great podcast. And here we are. Here we are. It's time to unpack. We, so much to unpack. Too much to unpack. We are here live in the pocket that we built with our bare hands. We built this place with our bare hands. Flashback to January when this place was uh, just studs and a lot of insulation. Mm-hmm. And uh, Declan had a brilliant idea of moving the podcast from that tiny little room down the hallway to this attic. And I was like, hey, how are we going to execute this? And we went to Menards, picked up a, pun- a bunch of panels. And uh, we, I think you were the first one. We were like, hey, we need help. And yep. you were the first one here. Yep. That was a big day. It was it was so fun, too. Just doing man stuff and building things with our bare hands. Isn't it great being a man? <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> oh, man. So Just that's going to get... We had a saw up here. We had power tools. 
Oh my god, yeah. Nail guns. There's nothing more like fulfilling as a man than using power tools. <laughs> what we had a, we had a drill gun and an actual saw up here. A huge saw. A huge saw. Yeah. It was, was just, it's not was a big saw. Dust everywhere. It was a blast. I was frightened. I didn't touch either one of those power tools. Yeah. I'm not kidding. It's a lot I did of power not in your hands. I did not touch that saw or the drill gun. We were all looking at the power tools and I like started using the band saw like cutting a piece and mm-hmm. everyone's like you Whoa. sure you got this? <laughs> And then everybody like, had. I think even Joe Young got in for a few cuts. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, no way. That's right. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, we had like, yeah, we had about, you know, to put some context. So I think we had like six or seven guys who did, who've never used power tools before using power tools in the same room trying to build this. And it worked out. I mean, yeah. I mean, it looks really good. Yeah. I mean, the uh, you see how it's all kind of bendy and yep. stuff? So it's because the wood expanded, and we made our cuts too tight. We need to put joints in between every single one of them to give them space to grow. And what a metaphor for us, dude. We grow. You got to give us space, though. You got to give us space. You can't confine us into it. Don't put us in a corner. We're ready to grow. Yep. Oh, man, that's beautiful. Well, Mark, dude, you just finished up your semester. What what, uh, trimester was this? T7. T7, dude. Let's go. Congrats, man. Thank you. It's a big milestone. This is a big one. This is basically the end of, let's see, a year left, so two and a half years down. Two and a half years down. Yep. Is this, are you close to wrapping up a lot of like the classwork-based? Pretty much. Uh, yep. Chiropractic uh, learnings? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, we've moved all online for the most part. We were in, in class for a lot of our labs this summer, like in person, but I was in clinic on the on-campus clinic um, this fall which was great. It was super fun getting to work with patients. But yeah, now like this is kind of it moving into, they call them community-based internships. So my next internship's in West St. Paul, um, working there anywhere between 20 and 25 hours a week. And then I have like, I think three online classes, but I might combine T8 and T9 classes and just finish it up. Hammer it out. Hammer it out. Yeah. Attaboy. How many classes is that? If you were to combine? I think it'd be five. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, but that's coming off of like every, every trimester has been no less than 10 classes a trimester. So that at this point it's just cake. Yeah. That's, that's cakewalk. Yeah. You were telling real me learning starts. You that's were awesome. telling me how, uh, you were going about trying to find an internship mm-hmm. and I don't think we ever close the door. So you found an internship yep. in West St. Paul. Yep. I remember you going around trying to find like a the right culture fit. Cause yeah. you know, there's so many different practices. Right. Everyone's handling a different way. Um, so I'm a little looser with kind of like, Hey, we're a family here. Let's get things done. Some of left definitely more professional, yep. you know, there's a wide variety. So you found a home dude. Congrats. Yeah. I found, I found a really good one and it had been, it had been a grind because of COVID. And so I had been, I had made some connections with some awesome docs around the area and I had shadowed them a lot and I had built some good relationships and then it started to come down to like, you know, it's tough to bring in an intern because it could be like a financial hit to places. If you've got, you know, a 25-year-old intern coming in that they know or I've had someone being like, we know you're probably hanging out with some friends. You might be going out to restaurants, bars, whatever it is. And bringing in an intern into our clinic, if, you, if you're the cause of us shutting down for two weeks, like that's a financial hit. So there was a lot of like good conversations like that that made complete sense. So finding an internship has been a little bit trickier. Um, and then I, I had a lot of really good offers, I guess, that just weren't the right culture fit. Sure. Mm. And then I kind of just 
all the way to the end, I had talked to some more faculty and they set me up with somebody in West St. Paul. That's, that's really good. So I was over there on Monday, made the rounds and we got to chat for a while and it's just, it's just really good fit. So I'm pumped. It's going to be a good learning experience. It's kind of, uh, isn't, wasn't there a national signing day or right. just recently? Ooh, yeah. It was, good point. It's kind of, it was today, yeah. right? There's a bit of a cross, there's there a is. Venn diagram yep. going on there. Yep. I signed the contract on Monday. So you had the hats in line in front yeah. of your table. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and now you're wearing uh, the center, center movement, movement hat. You, hat. So you chose I got to wrap it a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. You're like, I've ch- <laughs> you put one on, take it off, put the other one back on. <laughs> Everyone just goes nuts. Yeah. You know, this, this one's in the rumblings for sure. Absolutely. Always in the rumblings. Yep. Dr. So, Matt, we love you. Dude, he's the best. Mm-hmm. He's the best. I hope someone pursues our. Uh, chiropractor idea that we came up with on this podcast last time i was trying to find it somewhere in the archives but we apparently didn't put it in the right spot but we had a great idea for you snapping like if someone snapped their <laughs> neck you could snap it back into place and you're over there like no, no. shaking my head no that's a terrible idea don't do that mm-hmm. yeah. I, oh sorry yeah no. it was it was a bit we were running it through was a good bit. Oh, it was amazing it was right after uh I think it was like a, a Halloween party up here. It was either a Halloween party or oh, like the two, the, the, the three year, year uh, comedy show. Yes, where there was a bunch of Kairos yep. uh, over at the house. Yep, and denim party. Yeah, the denim party, and they leaked up here eventually, and they were adjusting people. And uh, I think one of us walked up there and we're like, "Hey guys, we don't have insurance. We don't have insurance. <laughs> the corp doesn't have insurance. Yeah. We may have trip and slip, but we don't have cracking. <laughs> we certainly don't have snapping necks and uh, cashing checks insurance." <laughs> Any any legal Cairo uh, like rain up here? <laughs> Bananas. My my question though, you said you built a you built a home here in a base in St. Paul. Were each of those bricks perfectly laid in this said home? For the internships, yeah. Um, perfectly laid? No, I got I got a little behind the ball because of moving home for a while, and there was. There was a lot more work I wanted to do up here before all that happened. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I did get back up here this summer, I mean, I was I was cold calling. I was visiting clinics. I was shadowing. Cool. I was helping out any way I could. So, Was there I mean, any... Ex- I, met, I met so many docs this summer that I think there's there's almost more value in just the, the number of people that I met and like built a relationship this summer than kind of sticking and finding like that one right off the bat. No, I I mean I shadowed probably twenty clinics this summer. It was awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. And even if you don't even go to those, uh, like you, you you're, you're not going to pursue a career with. Uh, you, you can only pick one out of the twenty. Right. But you have now connections with twenty different chiropractic practices and their lead dogs. I mean that's just incredible. Yeah. Uh, you know, marketing on your end. Hey, trying so trying to get you out. You can't there. spell marketing without Mark. <laughs> Amen to that, dude. Good one, Dick. Yeah. Holy shit! All right. Yeah. I just realized that what I said there. Perfect. That's beautiful. That's phenomenal. The uh, so and obviously you didn't lay perfect bricks. You laid some perfect bricks. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the numbers show you you did a damn good job of putting yourself out there. Um, we know you. You're a little bit of an introverted guy, mm-hmm. and you really had to throw yourself into thousands of <laughs> conversations. I'm sure, or just a lot of stress, high stress mm-hmm. moment, and probably un un charted territory so what was that kind of like it's, just going on the hunt just hunt for dogs i mean as you said you got a lot of top dogs yeah. how was that how was the hunt it's a really good experience all of it um because like you said i am definitely a little bit more introverted a little bit more just keep to myself and it's a profession that requires you to be really good at communicating with people and talking to a lot of different people so 
I felt that there was a big step with that, not only being in clinic, but being in shadowing and meeting so many different people. Um, and it's just, it's just all good. It's, it's definitely a, a step I want to continue to, to take and make strides in. It's just that conversation and communication and building those relationships is such an important aspect of medicine, of any type of healthcare profession. So that's just, it's a work in progress, but yeah, I, I love it. I mean, those relationships are the reason that I wanted to get into the field in the first place and being able to help people. And we talk about it all the time, but one of the biggest indicators of figuring out maybe what a diagnosis is or how to really help somebody is getting a good history and really understanding what that person's life is like and talking to them. And that's step one. So the better I can get at that now, the the more I'll be able to hit the ground running when it's time to go. Yeah, man. It sounds like you're tackling the uh, the little things mm-hmm. and making sure you have a full grasp on that so that when the time comes, you can communicate and effectively like help a patient. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed this like talking with you over the last year and even just seeing on social media with Synergistic Life. Mm-hmm. What's it like been tapping into like the little things like you, you are you're posting constantly on social media with like, you know, choosing to go down to the lake and reading. Mm-hmm. And, and and like just sitting in the moment and embracing the beauty like there's definitely been a transformation over the last i'd say even like 18 months mm-hmm. of uh not worrying about the stress of figuring everything out right away yeah but embracing like where you're at right now because I, I you know going through college we both had that similar feel of like right. we need there's there's so much external pressure about where you need to have it figured out and it feels like currently you're in a good state of mind where it's like you find you're finding balance. Yeah. Uh, what's that process been like? That's that's a really good question. I think it's there's there's a couple components to it. I think just going back to the social media a little bit and kind of putting myself out there a little bit more. I think that's been a really important piece. Um, just trying to let people know who I am a little bit more in terms of um, just my beliefs and what I'm about and kind of my journey especially in like my own health and my own well-being and the rehab processes after surgery so I think being able to kind of push that out a little bit on social media um, finding some middle ground probably with a lot of people and just letting them know what I'm about and what it is that I'm doing has been really big and it's led to some really cool conversations on social media Um, and then yeah like you said trying to get away from some of that external pressure um, has definitely been a big, big point of emphasis for me and just being a little bit more patient with where I'm at and trying to just, just make those little steps, those little improvements. And instead of setting like these big, um, big external goals, trying to chase this external validation, it's like, I I'm finding that the more I can work on some of those little things and, and kind of just self-improvement, self-growth, um, those goals are actually like starting to to kind of appear to me you know like the goals are changing and I think the more I work on myself those things become clear my vision gets a little bit clearer and uh, that's just it's just been you know brick by brick laying those bricks down and things are starting to just kind of fall into place the, uh, yeah. I oh my gosh so much good in that <laughs> so I, much good so much good in that fired man. Up. <laughs> wow um it's cool because you, when you focus on the present so often and you put your best step forward with when you recognize like where your feet are, your next step forward is always just like 
grand slamming. Like, it's so good. Mm -hmm. And you do that enough times, you start, you actually get further into the goals or the things that you're trying to do um, much further than, than you would if you were thinking about those big, big ideas or big opportunities in front of you. Right. And what's crazy is you, you, you tie a certain perspective that you think you're going to have when you achieve it. When I graduate, I will get a job and I will go do this mm-hmm. or, or something, right? It, it could be as broad as just like, I'm going to go be an engineer or mm-hmm. I'm going to go be a chiropractor. But when you start to do it, you start to take the steps, you realize you're like, whoa, there's a lot more to this than I thought. hundred percent. Yeah. And I think where you're at and what Andrew was alluding to is once you have that external pressure off, you can now kind of focus on where your internal is wanting to pressure you. Mm-hmm. And seeing that is just awesome. And doing that in your consistent process in your way and watching you grow, that's what's the most impressive to me. And I love that we get to have these conversations mm-hmm. because we're all doing it together. Agreed. Thank you guys. Yeah. But for hey, sure. God's, I mean, Godspeed the yeah. honest. Godspeed, hey, Godspeed, Godspeed the honest. Sophie. No, but a hundred percent. And I've, I've been writing about this a lot too. And I think from going kind of from high school to college and then from college to grad school and making like those big jumps and trying to plan out, you know, four or five years ahead with all those things. Like, it's a commitment. It's a commitment. Like when you go to commit to St. Thomas. Signing like, day, dude. We we're yeah, all there. National signing day. <laughs> It's your four-year commitment, and they're saying, you know, this is the decision you make for the next four years, but also the next 40 years. Yes, true, great. And then same with chiropractic school. It's like, all right, I'm committing to another three and a half years of school. And I think that, yeah, it just it does add some extra pressure when, like, that is your narrow focus on that goal, and you're you're so committed to that one thing where now as I'm a year out from graduating, I just – I've I've been writing about it that I just want to kind of let things fall into place a little bit with that. Just kind of, obviously I have those long-term goals. I have things I want to accomplish and places I want to be, but that's not the focus. The focus is just day at a time and those, those small gains. And uh, it kind of reminded me of, um, I think Yoakum and Harrington had a podcast and Austin said something like, you know, people, People overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in five. I think that's what it was. And it's just kind of that thing where it's like you you can you can map out a year and set these big goals and they're really tough to achieve in a year. But if you make consistent progress for four or five, six years, like you can be there and your goals will change and things will start to evolve and things will fall into place. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the plan. The plan is no plan, I guess. Yeah, dude. The, the plan is just loving the, the process yeah. of getting to those goals. The journey is the reward. The, the love is the plan. <laughs> God. Is the, or the plan, and then parentheses, the lack thereof. Yeah. Right. And, and you don't need, like, you don't need the blueprint. There is no blueprint. Right. It is literally trial and error, ebbs and flows, strikes and gutters. We say that all the time. Highs and lows, ebbs and flows, dude. Amen. And and what the beauty is, we're, we're here together. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we've been recording these podcasts with the three of us. Since day one. Yeah. Um, we've recorded now 295 of these. And it is incredible to see all of us just slowly chipping away at who we want to be. Mm-hmm. Because you look back four years ago, we were, I mean, still to this day, you don't really know who you are. But sure. you know how you want to feel. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to like chase that every single day. And a little bit of fulfillment here, a little bit of fulfillment there. And... uh the way that all of us have handled it and to be able to document that and cherish, 
cherished these moments is so cool. It's so cool. Like the fact that we can just comically bring up the fa- uh, a running bit that we had last year of uh, snapping necks and cashing checks with a couple of other Kairos. Like that's it's probably not going to hit home with anyone, but right. to us three, that is everything. Yeah. Like that means so much. Oh, I don't know. I the, think that's the point of this whole freaking podcast to a certain degree is like, I always catch myself like wanting to contextualize everything that we do. But at the same time, I'm like the person who's really seeing the value or the reason I want to contextualize it so much is because I just care so much about the goddamn story, <laughs> you know, like this, this story and like not only me, my story or Andrew's story or Sophie's story or your story, but like all of our stories together. Mm-hmm. And these are moments in time that we'll be able to look back on just the four of us or the three of us or any of any of us can look back at these different moments of the 295 and that's going to provide them more, more value than we'll ever imagine. Yeah. I don't care who listens to it right now. If they do, thank you. Obviously I love our listeners. Mm -hmm. Obviously like that's a big backbone, but we always say we like, we do it for ourselves to a certain degree. Totally. And it's just cool to like, I don't know, contextualize these kind of moments of growth every single step of the way. Like John and Sarah said last year, Mm -hmm. I was just thinking about when he was on and, that was one of my favorite podcasts because he just flipped it on you guys the whole time. And he just basically was just like, you know, this podcast has just been your growth. Like that just authentic growth since what, were we juniors in college or seniors? Juniors. juniors. Yeah. Second semester juniors, which is just crazy. And like, I, I, I think about it all the time and the more I see what you guys are doing, I, it always takes me back to 2118 grand Avenue and being on that fricking porch and just it just being like a conversation and um, now to see like the best Christmas ever unfold and see you guys raising $10,000 for a family based off of the community that you've built just through these conversations is the coolest thing, you know? Yeah, man. The arm is a hair on my arm standing up. It's so cool. And that, and like that community, the fact that like I I wrote a little bit, um, uh, like a four sentence LinkedIn post reposting something that Lauren shared on, on back pocket and um, it has to do with the movie that we watched, Klaus, um, a, a, uh, an act of kindness, uh, a single act of kindness um, will then, um, you know, create momentum for another one. For there, sure. there was a, he, he worded it better, but a single act of kindness will m- create momentum for another one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that was what that was the impetus of what we were doing for Best Christmas Ever. We wanted to give back to this community. Mm-hmm. Minneapolis that has already given us so much and to see all of the people in this community that we've quote unquote dominated this sandbox mm-hmm. come in the masses and um, a just share and bring awareness to what we're doing and then b actually donate money um, a lot of people you know that are in college people that are just graduating college maybe not in a, in a position to donate money but they came in the masses it was it's it's just beautiful yeah. um, when you start having things events and things happening within because you just said that we're donating money to this like the fact that uh lauren got together a group of zoom uh people on zoom and did a yoga class and they raised like 150 bucks with her uh dsp with her uh, dsp brothers the brothers the The business frat at st thomas which is everyone's like wow a bunch of dudes just have a business no it's boys and girls at st thomas and it's a business frat called Delta Sigma Pi. I yeah. believe so. DSP. DSP. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a member actually now. I, I thank them. On an my, honorary uh, member? I'm an honorary member. I actually thanked them on my, I, I joined the Zoom call because they raised the money earlier that day. I, I joined their happy hour Zoom call and just said thank you. 
and I mean, they, it was crazy. I've never, I never thought I'd enter that and they would initiate me into DSP, but I literally got initiated like on the spot. I was like, all right, brother, cool, brother. Congrats. They said, thank you, brother. I said, thank you. <laughs> you know, as any brother would, right. You know, and they, that's how I knew I was initiated. But anyways, like that having communities within the, I mean, we call it a community. I, I don't know what it is, but it's just like we, we sparked something and then another fire was burnt somewhere else. Mark Dowdle's five uh, five dollar five k Lawrence thing, uh, but even just like reaching out and instead of I we would always ask like you know feel free to donate or just send it to someone or promote it for us mm-hmm. if you could, and the amount of different people where you're scrolling that list and you're like holy cow five hundred bucks from this person two hundred bucks from that person like that's a lot of money and I, don't, I quite truthfully I don't even know who that person is but that's amazing like that's so cool that's a that that's happening it's, it's insane it's incredible it's blowing it really my is. mind yeah. And, and going back to this year alone, like to look back in February where the three of us jumped in the water uh, mm. with Luis and doing Embrace North, the, like when there was four people there. Yeah. And I think we brought maybe five. Yeah. And we just got in the water and we just chose to do this because we thought it'd be fun. And it was we knew it was going to be a challenge. We yeah. always love challenging yep. ourselves. And uh, we got in the water and it sucked. I hated it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it sucked ass. It sucked ass. <laughs> But we kept going back every week. Yeah. We're like, there's something about this damn thing that's, you know, it's inspiring. It was, it was a blast. Get in the ice and just a little mental test. Some physical benefits there. We got some drones flying around, some cameras going. We have content circling yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It was awesome. And that's, yeah, talk about some growth. Luis is killing it right now. And just, just the classes that they're putting together. And it's so much, it's so consistent now. And it's funny to think that we were some of the first people doing it one of the first people here with embrace north yeah that's so cool and then to be able to bring what he did in february um to what i was able to achieve in uh in december just a couple weeks ago because i'm not sure when we're releasing this but with embrace north and partnering with them to bring awareness to best christmas ever um i know we talked about it on on a podcast that was 294 what did we title it a surprise uh, surprising a family in need. Surprising a family in with need with the best Christmas ever. Amen to that. We talked about a lot there, so if you want to dive in depth of where my head was at there, but um, Andrew's just like categorizing his thoughts now to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, that's literally how. My, yeah, Andrew's like, you know what? I, I can't talk about this right now. There's so much more to unpack. Go to please, please just go to this episode. Yeah. And you'll get the full story. Right, we talked about for like thirty minutes. We did. We did. I mean, yeah, we talk about a lot of things. Yeah, mainly that. Amen. Um. I don't know. It was really cool to, you know, continue to bring other roots that we've incorporated with the back pocket mm-hmm. um, and challenge myself there. Yeah. But it still goes back to the same spot or aspect that you were talking about, which is like focusing on, you've said this multiple times before, but focusing on laying the perfect brick and like staying in the moment and trying to get your, put your best step forward. And over time, you're going to have this really cool progress. And I just felt like this year made me do that and a lot of us do that mm-hmm. more than we could have ever imagined like i felt like i left for thailand in january last year and i never came back like mentally i was just like i'm just going to continue to live this lifestyle and it's crazy we bring up you bring up the idea of that four year commitment that we were asked of and how much anxiety that induces because like if you're like oh i want to be in sale or like in business or something and all of a sudden you discover like you want to be something totally different 
like the anxiety behind that and the money behind that and all these different things behind that. You're just like, Oh, I don't want to do this, but you know, maybe I'll find something that I like within it. And that's be cool. I mean, that's a great mindset to have, but like that pressure is just so unneeded and so not wanted in my own life right now. Like I think about a one year commitment to anything and I'm like, Oh my God, like this is scary. This is terrified of commitment. I'm terrified of commitment because I'm like looking at my RV right now and I'm like, do I just buy an RV now? Like a full RV and just use and do that. I'm like, that's one year. That's one year's worth of loans. It's what you got to do it. Do I do it? That it stresses me out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I haven't made a decision yet, but like you're contemplating buying an RV. Well, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I think you should do it. I love living in it. It's fun. I don't really like living on this farm in the middle of God, God damn nowhere. But like, <laughs> like I was thinking to myself, I was like, I could just like live in the RV. That would cut my costs of like living in, and it would it would dent it up. It put it in shambles. Wouldn't have much left. Right. If you bought one. If I bought one, I mean, it would take a hit right away. But I mean, in my monthly costs go down significantly. Mm. Did you see that post that I shared with you with Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, he, fe- he in two thousand four he lives he lived in an RV, and was it he lived in it for four years? Four years. Yeah. I loved that part of the book, the Airstream, and he would just like do all of his big meetings driving people across the country. Have you got to that part? Yet? I have not gotten to that oh. part, but but I saw the post of him yeah. living in an RV. I mean, he's everywhere on social media. Yeah, right now. oh, he's he's everywhere. Yeah, genius. So you're chasing green lights. Ch- yeah. I want to. I, I need to read that book. Catching green lights. Catching green lights. Just green lights. Just green lights. Green lights. <laughs> Andrew, I think we need more. Instagram needs more of you uh, doing your Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. voice beachside. Yep. It was like more of a southern twang than in a Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. voice, but I just I was just so in the moment that I had to post a full minute of me Dude, reading an, ex- ex- an excerpt from yeah. uh, Green Lights. I just like the fact that you. Uh, <laughs> Like when you go on vacation to Hilton Head, you just like take you just choose a different path in your own brain. It's amazing. It's the coolest thing because you just see you're like you start posting all these different things because you're just like reading a bunch, thinking a bunch, and like you're with your family. Like and that's just gonna put you on a different path in your own brain. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's super fun. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. I just think, but like you, like you said, man, I just think uh, it's just been really cool watching growing together. Simply. Simply put. Simply. I mean, we get to do all these things every year that we get to, I mean, we 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 tell we choose to tell people about them. We choose to opt into those things, and what we get in return is, like, these amazing things that just shock us. Mm. And Andrew and I were talking about this last time, too, and I love just, I would love to hear kind of something, I'll start with this, something that shocked you, and I'll give some context to you. This year, when you look back, something that shocked you. And think of it in the context, like for us, we, what shocked us is just like where we are right now. Like we raised that much money for a family in need. I was personally shocked that that thing manifested within something that we've built. So what was one thing? Do you have something this year that you can think back to that just like shocked you? Something about 2020 that shocked me. Mm -hmm. 2020 shocked me. 2020 in general. 2020 in general. I mean, you could, you could point to so many things about it. I, I've been reading and writing more now than I ever have because there is so much like downtime to write about it. But it's just, I mean, the events that have unfolded in 2020 have been just shocking, but it's been, I mean, it's been 
the craziest year I think that we've ever lived through, but it's been one of the coolest years for me for sure. I mean, it's been there's been a lot of really cool beauty in the struggle, I guess, of 2020. Yeah, what's the year been like for you? Um I mean, it's been it's been cool. It's been it's been very different and challenging and it's brought up some super unique circumstances that I've been able to just take advantage of. I think just from the start from January, it just kind of kicked off as a weird year. Um, my kind of community back home lost a family friend pretty early on that kind of sent like shockwaves through like a lot of our family friends. And then Kobe passed in January. And one of the weirdest things, I mean like that, a celebrity passing away had like kind of this global grievance to it and I've never seen it. It was kind of like, kind of like a Michael Jackson type of thing, but the world stopped. It stopped for a couple of days for sure. And I was fucking sad for a couple of days. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was weird. And we were driving back from picking up these panels and I think you came over that yeah. night in yeah. the U-Haul. We were in the drive through of a Taco Bell and we went from like, we're getting fucking Taco Bell to like, Oh my God, Kobe, Kobe died. died. Yeah. Like it was horrible. I it was crazy. You um, remember where you were for some you, reason? Totally. Yeah, <laughs> I was at I was at Core Power doing a class with Maddie C and Tommy Becker, and I walked in and Becker goes, "Fucking Kobe died." And I was, I mean, it was, it was so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of started off to a weird way, and I remember writing this big long thing in my journal about it, and then I didn't come back to my journal until October. Wait, real quick about journaling. Yeah. Because I know you're a big journaler, but I remember when you started journaling and mm-hmm. why and you, it, what your dad said about yeah. journaling. Can you say what your dad said mm-hmm. about journaling? It's the first part in my journal, but my dad got me the journal. He sent it up to me with like a little letter to it and talked about it with me. But he said, you should write things down because you think you'll always remember them, but I promise you, you won't. And it's just, it's been super cool to just not only just reflect on certain things or talk about kind of where my my headspace is at at a certain time and place but just write down so many highlights and highlights and low points but really just bullet point highlights like the, the most fun things we did in the last couple of years and i mean i'll i'll go back and through old pictures through facebook through snapchat memories and i'll just i'll just tally things up because it's just a, it's a book that now i i have it in my backpack but just that i love flipping through and seeing things and writing in more um what, and to continue this conversation mm-hmm. with journaling, because I'm curious, yeah. a lot of people are hesitant to, or they start it and then they, and they fall off rather mm-hmm. quickly. And I know Declan's practice with journaling revolves a lot with, you know, doing stand-up comedy yeah. and embracing what's in his head and getting those down on paper. Yeah, yeah. I'm writing a lot of dumb shit. Sounds like you're writing some things worth reading. Well, no, there's, there's value in all of it. And <laughs> of course. I'm curious, like, what has gotten you in a habit? to sit down mm-hmm. and, and actually do this in the morning, at night, whenever yeah. you have time? Like, what is your habit of journaling? Yeah, so basically my habit, I mean, I have a list of notes on my phone, too, that I've been keeping for the last, like, four years, probably, that is just pages long. And, I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thoughts, quotes, little things. Um, and then I'll journal sometimes on my laptop or on my iPad if I am just kind of spinning and then when I have a good chunk of time, I will sit and write for hours on end, just going through things that I've written on my phone, things I've written on my journal or on my uh, iPad, whatever it is. And I'll just I'll just go to work like hours on end with that. But both positive and negative, like yeah. you're trying to get all your thoughts down on paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're talking of, hours of writing. Yeah, Cause dude. I mean, it takes time to like. That's why I I love being able to type stuff out if I'm Agreed. really like flowing in a flow yep. state because. 
it'll take way too long, but, um, I mean, I still have pages and pages that I haven't gotten in my journal yet that I'm just kind of chipping away at, but, um, it's just cool. I mean, take the time. It's kind of like a meditative session just to, to write the stuff down and kind of sit with it. And I mean, yeah. So going back to 2020, um, so it was that chunk from January to October where I didn't write anything, but I, I had been typing in some other stuff. Um, but it was like an entry from like end of January. And I just said like, this year is off to a crazy start. And then I hopped back in and I was like, holy shit. I couldn't have imagined where this year was going to go. Um, yeah. And I guess we can start with going back to um, St. Patrick's day and driving back to Chicago with everybody. And COVID was kind of on the, just on the come up and we didn't it was really grossing know it was grossing we <laughs> didn't know unknowns. much about it a lot, so much of unknowns. a lot of unknowns we had a post we made a poster on it right. to get to get some yeah. intel <laughs> it's over there it's yeah. over there <laughs> um but that was kind of i mean that's when it all started like we went back we had the night at the Ansara's place just <sighs> lumals and portillos and it was one of my favorite nights for sure with all of our families and friends went downtown the next day and then everything shut down on Sunday. I mean, that was Friday, Saturday. We drove back on Sunday, and Illinois announced they were closing everything. Minnesota closed a couple of days later. Um, and there was so much unknown, so I was just so uneasy for a little bit. My school had come out and said we were going to be moving online for everything. Um, and I just didn't know what to think. Like, I didn't know what the timeline was going to be. I was starting to get really anxious up here. So I moved home for from March to June. Madison came back with me and it was, I mean, it was like three months that I'll just cherish forever. And it was the most incredible three months to have with my family, with my sister and Dan, with Madison. I mean, we were spending so much time with our neighbors and this was an experience that I hadn't had since I left for college in 2014, really. Like I had gone home for the summers every once in a while, but I, I worked, I took classes. I never really just got to like have that family time. And it was, it, I'll, I'll never forget it. It was awesome. Damn, that's sick. See, that I've been, I guess the only time I was home personally was like for Thanksgiving. And that was the first time I'd been home since Mother's Day. And I just felt like so out of place. I was like, I felt like I was in a ghost town or in like a shell of myself because of like, it was just from so long ago. You know what I'm saying? And just sounds so cool for you to be able to like be fully ingrained back into it in a different with like a different perspective mm-hmm. older uh in a pandemic you know there's all kinds of different caveats to the scenario but like that the the glimpses that i was getting and that i'm sure you got as well is just like the feeling of like um like togetherness like you you found what your core was yeah you like remembered what your core was you're like this is my family I'm, this is this is the people who care about me most. I was told my mom told me this and I love this idea. She's like, if you're in jail tomorrow, the only one bailing you out is your family. Yeah. Always remember that. We'd bail you out, dude. We'd well, bail I know you guys Yeah, we'd get you out. If but yeah, 100%. I, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if if you fuck up or if something goes wrong and you you make a whoopsie, like dude, your family's the mm-hmm. one that's right behind you all yeah. the time. So that's pretty cool, man. It was awesome. I would have never thought that at 25, 24, 25, I could, I could move home and spend that much time. And I mean, it was, like you said, it was just, it was just kind of like being able to rewind and it was so special every day. It was just waking up, having coffee together, 
everybody working kind of in their own station of the house. You come together for lunch. We'd go for walks, whatever it was. Um, every night was family dinner. We'd be cooking food together. We'd play cards. We'd play board games, watch a movie, good food, good wine, good music. And it was just like the, the best time in the midst of just a chaotic year that I got to just be home and be present with my family. And it was, it was special because you just, you didn't know what was going to happen. There was a lot of unknown. So, you know, every, every day was just a little bit that much stronger. Like every, every hug was a little bit tighter. Every, I love you meant a little bit more to, to say in here, you know? So it was just, it was just different. It was different. And then that kind of carried through to the summer coming up here. As soon as I moved back with, with everybody, I mean, we had a kick-ass summer. It was so much fun. And there's just so much that I took away from the quarantine and the pandemic to, to kind of carry forward. And I hope that stuff sticks with a lot of people, but like your dad said, like appreciating the pause and just, just slowing things down and appreciating the simple things. And I think even kind of starting to pick back up the pace of getting back to normal, I, I already sense those things starting to fade out a little bit and people are starting to pick up again with the hustle and bustle and the grind, but there's so much amazing things that came just from that quarantine and the pause. Yeah, uh, definitely appreciating, you know, what's most important to you mm -hmm. and, and trying to grasp that with all your heart. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned, you know, the ability to embrace the pause and, and cherish what's happening because you really had to focus on your day to day. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of changes. You had to appreciate what was going on. Um, and you, you mentioned how you hope you carry that forward. Mm -hmm. What's something that you're going to hold on to like that you're going to recognize, hey, this is like this is when people are in most state of panic mm -hmm. and fret that they resorted to these things. Um, what's something that you are going to be like, all right, now I want to make sure that this is something I cherish or carry with me uh, going forward. Yeah, there's a lot. I think I think starting just with the mindset of just like so much gratitude for that and every day that we got to wake up and have a roof and food and healthy, you know, in a, in a year when a lot of people lost their, their lives and their loved ones and their, their livelihood, we got to wake up every day and, and have that comfort was, I mean, there's so, there's so much gratitude to it. Um, but I want to, I want to continue and, and carry on with just how awesome it is to just break bread and have a meal together and just kind of have those conversations daily and talk about what's going on in the world and, um, you know, put the phones down and just, just hang out with people. And I think that carried over from my family to being up here. I mean, I love playing cards and playing board games and just kind of shooting the shit with everybody like those, the simplicity of that. It was really cool because I think like for all of us, we, we, we like to do so many different things and we can get caught up in all the fun activities that we're doing and the adventures we're going on and the trips we're taking that sometimes you just forget to just slow it down and appreciate like playing cards with your friends and family. And so little things like that, I think carry that with me for sure. Yeah. The green lights come in different ways, man. They, they do. don't have to be huge green lights right. where you're getting a new job or a new internship, finishing out semester, mm -hmm. the little green lights, man, uh, playing cards with people you care about. Cool. Well, it's just like the little things that you remember. Like when you talk about playing cards first time, I think about 
first thing that comes to my mind is like when we first moved into this house and like didn't have any Wi-Fi or anything. We literally like lit a candle on the ground and just like played cards for hours. <laughs> like we didn't have electricity, yeah. Like, yeah, as if we didn't have electricity, but we did. We just didn't have any Wi-Fi, so we were like, you know what? We're taking this to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, when a deck of cards comes out, it feels like you just hop in a time machine and you're just moving back. And just, that is so it's true. It's the best. I love it. It's so true. And like Andrew is knows all of the card games, yep. but you don't know them. And then like once you figure it out, you want to play like an asshole for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then Andrew gets and then Andy pissed. Gets pissed yeah. And he's like, Dude, <laughs> Come on. It's not how you play. It's not how you fucking play, dude. You don't play that card and you're like, well, I wanted to because I knew that it was a bad move. <laughs> Just to piss you off. Just to piss you off. You get so lazy with cards, dude. You piss I get me la- off more I than get- anything. I get lazy with it, dude, because I'm just like, you know what? The game's not fun anymore. Like, <laughs> I understand this game, and I'm I, I'm not having fun. I'm gonna piss Andy off. That's what it feels like you resort to most times. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not like purposely trying to piss you off, but like, there is a little <laughs> bit of me that once I once I'm like, oh, he's pissed off. I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna do it again. I'm like, this I'm is keep it going. I, I was like, wait a second. This is actually this is way better than the original game we were playing. <laughs> Andy, you got another card game? I love to learn. <laughs> Uh, hey got any card games (laughs) you want to get angry (laughs) yeah when really he's asking want to get pissed off (laughs) yo so did you hear about the uh i don't this isn't going to change gears we're going to turn this into something like incredibly meaningful but did you see uh all the stuff in uh, our snapchat group with our video with yoko with yoko Oh, we'll have Marcus clip it in, but, like, <laughs> the amount of hate that we got because we thought that Yoakum's moves were for babies. <laughs> <laughs> and how se- people seriously took, like, people took that seriously. Right. So many people. Long- speaking of bits, that's been our longest running bit for how long? Forever. Look out Twitter. We just, we jokingly <laughs> jab at Yoakum all the time. It's always a great bit. And the amount of people when we said Yoakum's forward thinking um, mentality of like, you know, uh, getting into uh, weird positions, you're rolling around, yep. you're just being a kid again, yep. like having a blast, getting in fun movements and uh, and all of that that he's been posting. We were talking about what do one year olds do? Yeah. And uh, we went off on yeah we went off on a, a bit of like Yoakum strength they do what Yoakum strength does mm-hmm. and we clipped that out or Yoakum also clipped it out and then yeah, so funny. didn't carry the bit made sure he was serious yep. actually carried the bit really well what do you mean he carried the bit he did not carry the bit these the the comments would say otherwise that everyone would, well I guess those guys didn't carry the bit Yoakum carried the bit right Yoakum's end of the bit is always. Uh, making sure that what we say he thinks is serious mm-hmm. even though he knows we're kidding right but then he puts on social media that we were dead ass yeah that's his bit that's Run his bit yeah. dude the best part about this is he's got this one with this guy and uh it shows like a previous thing and it's like yo come talking about jordan peterson this guy says peterson's amazing only speaks the truth and then today he replies oh gee they're fucking trash <laughs> About you guys? About us. <laughs> and it's Yikes. Can, in the in the thing, it's just me and my dumb red turtleneck saying that it's meant for babies. Yoakum Strike's meant for babies. <laughs> Unbelievable. I love rolling with Yoakum. <laughs> we get over there all the time and roll on those mats. It's the best. Is it truly that fun? It is fun. Okay. It makes I gotta you feel like it. a kid. 
I got to try it. Yeah, you guys, you guys got to come over and test it out. So when you get up from the roll, do you like take that deep breath in? You're like, I feel better. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. I, I was doing something similar with uh, Brogan and his mm-hmm. garage workouts. He's got a bunch of like kids' toys, um, like the tunnels. Mm-hmm. You know those little tiny tunnels, mm-hmm. um, and you got to bear crawl through them. Like our warm up would be rolling on like those sit up mats, yep. and then army crawling through the tunnel. And then you do like some some other like child movement, mm-hmm. and it was super fun. Like yeah. you, it's like you're literally back in gym class, yeah, and you're just dicking around. Having, yeah. yeah, I no, I it's, love it. Yeah, I mean it's it's. Uh, I'll just turn it into why I love it so much. But there's so many movement patterns that are so necessary and needed as that we have as kids that we start to lose the older we get, and. You know, you see kids running around playing. Kids don't warm up. They get off the bus and just fly out the bus, and they're off playing and jumping off shit and landing and rolling around. And kids never get hurt. I mean, yeah. bruises, broken bones, that's normal. But kids are never tearing ligaments and <laughs> tearing ligaments. Sophie's and, uh, losing it over here. You okay? Um, <laughs> it's okay. You know, ki- kids are super healthy. They just, I mean, and over time you start to specialize and people are – throwing a a barbell on your back and things like that. And you start to just kind of lose some of those ingrained movement patterns. So it's really cool to see him now kind of flip it from somebody that was so barbell dominant and just such a beast in the weight room Mm -hmm. to seeing what he's doing now. And there's, there's a lot of really cool meanings to that where he's trying to kind of flip this injury epidemic that we're seeing now on its head. So kudos to you, Yoakum. Yeah. Yeah, Always mad props to Yoakum. And and just so everyone knows, it's a bit. We love what Yoakum does. Yeah, he's the our best abso- friend. Yeah. The guy absolutely. No, you guys are serious, and I'm just going. I'm just going all in on the Yoakum bit too. Yeah. No, we got. That's what I'm saying. It's just so funny uh, about just about the whole thing. But like, it's so. Um, Sam Schumann was saying how it's just so like um, satisfying to watch Yoakum's videos of guys like rolling and doing all these unique movements. Like, it's relatable. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. And I can't, and, uh, it's weird because like the older we get, the more we just like spend sitting down. Oh yeah. Like we can't 100%. be sitting down this much, right? This mm-hmm. can't be good. You ever think about that? All the time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, movement is medicine, you know, motion is lotion either way you want to put it, but I'll, uh, I'll always go to bat. That's kind of just my number one prescription for people. Um, and it, it is, it's just a killer. I mean, sitting down all day, being that sedentary lifestyle, it's, it's not how we evolve. It's not what we're meant to do. So people get moving more and more. I mean, you can make such an impact on people just from prescribing more movement. So Yeah, let's dive into that. Like sure. y- you are in a position right now where you can be a forward thinker. Mm-hmm. You can push the needle with movement. Yep. Um, where Like where's your head at? What do you think the best practices is for maybe we can touch on like high school training and for mm-hmm. college athletics or um, people our age that are trying to like stay active and move, yeah. you take it wherever you want. But like, I want to hear your head. I want to hear where your head's at with like making sure the body's moving appropriately and, and, and touching into the, you know, the full compass sure. of what's going on. Yeah. I think right now we're getting so many different, you know, the, the health field, the strength conditioning field, chiropractic, physical therapy, it's all very polarizing. There's people are pulling it every which way and and everybody's got a different technique or a different program or different strategy. Um, 
And so we're just seeing so many different opinions, which I think is great. And, you know, you want to continue to push and challenge the status quo. But I think when it comes down to it, there's just basic principles of health that if you get people following, you start to see those big benefits and those big changes. Um, so I guess it depends on the population you're looking with. I, th- I think with, with any person, there's principles of health that they are going to work wonders. Um, movement is, is the biggest one. Um, and when we talk about just basic movements, human functional movements, I think regardless of how you're doing them, and people will probably come at me for this and say, you know, you got to do it this way. You got to do it this way, this angle, this form, but the human body is so adaptable and so resilient, um, that we just continue to find that, you know, like there's no right way to do anything. There's no, there's no right way. There's no wrong way. And there's no experts in this field. And Yoakum and I talk about it all the time and that pisses a lot of people off too. But like, you're not an expert when it comes to the human body and movement. Like we just evolved in a way where people know what to do and people can self-organize and put themselves in good positions to, to move the way they're intended to move. But I think if you're prescribing anything with pushing, pulling, carrying, hinging, squatting, lunging, deadlifting, rolling, jumping, landing, I mean, you, you name any movement, like humans are pretty good at doing them. And you add that in their repertoire and they're going to be just fine. I think any age, but you just kind of tailor it to people. You create an environment for people and you let them move in that environment. And that's it. That's your, that's your winning formula. Amen, dude. Yeah. So what do you think is on the flip side? Mm-hmm. What do you think is prohibiting that forward thinking? Why are so many people still falling into the traps of getting injured and just powerlifting yeah. or or habitually doing the same movements that ultimately screw up their back or blow out their knee? Like why is why is not why isn't there more um uh, belief in the jungle gym, mm-hmm. you know, get back to a recess on on the playground type mentality? Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I think Obviously, you look at any professional sport today, and the guys are the guys are bigger, faster, stronger to some extent. I mean, there's 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 freak athletes across the board, um, and I think people, I think the the more sports science is growing, maybe the more people want to get like this this hard hard concrete data on everything. You know, we want to see guys running a four two forty. We want to see guys jumping forty inches out of the gym, kind of thing. And you can make a lot of really powerful strides in a weight room with people. And so I think we're getting like very barbell heavy with a lot of different things. Um, But like I said, like we're specializing these kids so early and we're getting kids in the weight room so early that they're losing a lot of kind of the basic fundamental movement patterns and just basic athleticism and that kinesthetic awareness that kids just have, you know, like I I guarantee – still some of the best athletes are multi-sport athletes for sure growing up that that kind of were exposed to a lot of different things um there's so many components to it i don't even know which to tail off on specifically um but i mean it's crazy to watch the nfl and the, the number of injuries the number of torn acls and achilles and labrums it's it's skyrocketing and i think there's there's definitely a shift in the way that the american training system is is turning into so um yeah i think i think if you can get people into those basic principles of health and i just kind of touched on the movement um but there's a lot of issues with it when it comes to just 
society now and where kids are glued to screens from from early on and we're going to get this generation of athletes now that's coming up that wasn't outside exploring playing as much um i know in my neighborhood for sure when i grew up we had kids everywhere and we had like street hockey games going every day of the summer we had backyard football backyard baseball i mean we were outside every day like doing something and now when i do go home i don't see i don't see kids out and there's a lot of kids in the neighborhood but they're not out running around playing um Start knocking on their doors then. Yeah. Hey, you guys want to play? Hey, you guys want to play? I think <laughs> that's what we that. did. <laughs> I don't know if it's weird now, but it's just different. It's just different. So um, they'll figure it out, right? They got they got kids are going to want to move, right? They're not going to just want to stay and play video games all the time. I, I mean, hope that's so. what I mean. Like I, I, clear, I played a lot of video games. Yeah. I did too. I mean, I, I played a lot of video games. Too. You're good at video games. <laughs> yeah. Both of you two but are very I, good uh, at video games. But I mean, it was as soon as I got home, like I was out running around. So I, I don't know. Something it to do just, with the pandemic now, like kids weren't going to playing because they probably because there's the, the I coronavirus. Mean, it was so sad. I would I would go on walks around my neighborhood, and they would have the parks completely like roped off. With yeah, that is that was. Tape. What the hell is that all about? Well, just, I know what it's about. We don't need to talk about. It, but yeah. it was just like that was sad. Oh, that's a, that's a whole different rabbit hole to go down. But I don't know. It's tough to say, tough to pinpoint anything, but there's a lot of changes happening societally and just kind of lifestyle. I think we're de-evolving as as humans a little bit, and mm. so mm. trying to just push the message mm. of just mm. just getting back to some of the roots. And yeah, that's part of the reason why I asked that question mm-hmm. is because a I just want to hear where your head's at, mm-hmm. and b document it. Yeah, because like looking back, we've already talked about this several times, mm-hmm. but like looking back and seeing where your head's at right now For to sure. see where it will be. You're going to enjoy that. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I just did a podcast with Yoakum a couple weeks ago, too, and we just talked about the same thing. It's like we're spitting all this out right now, and we hope looking back in a couple of years we'll have a totally different outlook or our bias will change a little bit. But it is super cool to document just our way of thinking. And, I mean, I think Yoakum and I were on last year at this point talking about Anatomy Tuesdays, and yes. even our train of thought from then has shifted so much that it's just – you, you know, you hope that's the continual growth going mm-hmm. forward. And so your client base is just the people that also want to be always evolving. Like yeah. I, you don't sign up for, I mean, you, a lot of people do sign up for, you know, one st- type of class or one type of uh, way they work out. You know, there's, we forget the, how many different ways there are to move your body. And I think that's what I really like about Yoakum strength and what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, even the chiropractic uh, industry too where you're like getting to know someone's life and mm-hmm. then like being able to just help them and understand that there's like this two-way street of infer information and intel like you're finding new things about the human body and also educating this person who you're trying to get the full story on you know there's mm-hmm. a lot of different moving parts and they work together very synchronously synchronously cool work yeah it's super fun it's like synergistically synergistically um, it is super fun though. And it's, it's fun to, and I'm really excited to get into practice a little bit more and start working with more people, but it is, it's a puzzle. You kind of got to figure out what that person's life like and what their life is like and what their habits and lifestyle is like. And you kind of tweak things here and there. And, um, yeah, you kind of treat it from that holistic side of it where you're just coming at them with, you know, there's, there's some pillars to health, like sleep nutrition stress management physical activity all that kind of stuff and you're just trying to blend it all together synergistically mm-hmm. 
and just give that person the kind of the best formula for them. But give a nice little life smoothie. That's right, a little smoothie of life. And nice I think smoothie. I think it's just fun being in our field and having people like Austin and some other classmates that I can talk to about it. It's it's just it's been really cool. But I think the main idea is just trying to be whatever that person needs you to be for them and just being like a facilitator and just giving them information, giving them your knowledge, trying to communicate to them the best way possible, but really putting, putting the, the power in their hands, you know, kind of empowering them to just take it in their control. Cause at the end of the day, like there's no, there's no doctor, there's no elected official. There's nothing, nobody that's going to care about your health, wellness and happiness as much as you are. So the more you can just facilitate to that to them, give them that empowerment that it's on them and let them take ownership of it. That's I think that's our job in this field is just to facilitate. Dude, are were you like saying this in your job interviews for getting your internship? Because I'm curious on like so convincing. Bro, yeah, you sound great. <laughs> I mean, and you're delivering. Thank you. Thank um you, you and, got did anyone tell you got you got really smart. Like, <laughs> Dude, this is a new side, bro. Yeah. You, I mean, we talk about growth on this podcast. Like, go listen to episode 111 with Mark Hamick. That's a lot different than 295. You know? <laughs> Not saying that you you were dumb back then, but like, you're very well spoken now. Like, yeah, it seems bro. like you were reading the books that they were telling you to. You're so, reading. I'm reading a lot. You're re- it sounds like you're journaling for hours on end. I mean, there's got to be ways we're documenting. Like, this, this is incredible. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like, so Sophie funny. walked in here. Sophie, what'd you ask him? When you walked in here? About my hypermobile SI joint. Mm-hmm. And, and you responded exactly like it was, was like, what'd you have for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> Eat enough avocados? No. Uh, well, thank you. I mean, I've just kind of been in a in my own little bubble, I think, for the last year. And it has just been that continual growth. And I've been able, I mean, this is something I want to talk about. One of the coolest things about moving online for school and having some... A lot, a lot more freedom in terms of the things that I want to learn and the things that I want to read and listen to. Because um, when you're in class, when you're in school, when you're having to go to campus, you know, I was there from 8 a.m. to 5 a.m. for or 5 p.m. sitting in lectures, taking notes, listening to people. And, you know, I learned a lot from it. I learned a really good foundation. But at some point it starts to get repetitive. It starts to get a little dogmatic and going online for school has been a really big blessing because I got to just kind of do that at my own pace. I, everything was recorded. I could listen to it at fast speed. I could listen to it whenever I wanted, but every day, you know, I'll, I'll throw in a podcast. I'll go for a walk and I'll, I'll put something different in my ear, some different viewpoints. I'll read some different material and it's all free. I mean, like I've, you can listen to Stanford PhD neuroscientist at the, the click of a button. You can, you can listen to the top strength coaches, the top docs, Anybody for free whenever you want to. Were you referring to Andrew Huberman? Or yes, I was. Andrew Huberman rocks. He does rock. Stanford. Yeah. So I just wrote this this article on the nervous system, and I listened to probably ten hours of Andrew Huberman, along with a lot of other. I mean, Damn. just just stalwarts in the field, um, and reading books on. I mean, it's just it's everywhere. Well, and that's the coolest part is like you, the information like we. We all have the same access to the same technology. Mm-hmm. I'm just spending like four hours on my phone, like trying to find funny TikTok content, mm-hmm. you know, like doing dumb shit. So, at what it feels like at sometimes, whereas like it seems like you're really investing 
your time and energy into like valuable information uh, that you're gaining each day. And then eventually like you're applying that to a longer term scope of work. Yeah. And you're getting at it. You're getting it. You're finding ways to get creative with finding your information because mm-hmm. there's so much information out there. You can choose what you want yeah. to learn within the field of study. You can. It's crazy. And so I think that's just what, what's really cool is going to school and being in grad school and learning so much so fast. It was like, holy shit, the more that I learn, the more that I realize I don't know at all. And like the more you take in, the more rabbit holes you can go down. So, um, it's just been really cool being in school and then now having some freedom to kind of drift off into some of the other things that I am really interested in. And then I think, I think just like learning and education is changing so much and it's unfortunate that, you know, the degrees are necessary to kind of get your foot in the door and make the next strides because I mean, I can learn, I can learn just as much going for walks and throwing in podcasts and it's, it's cool to see that evolution. I don't know what's going to be like in, years to come but i mean the knowledge is at your fingertips you can listen to you can listen to the the brightest minds in the world for free at any time it's it's a lot to wrap your head around yeah the majority of the bright minds are on the back pocket podcast you just gotta listen right here right now we got we got a really big catalog of the brightest minds what i think is dope what i think is really cool is how you've chosen to you know listen to what you're being taught and and do well in school but then take that tenfold and grasp what the the leading people are in each industry mm-hmm. and try to contextualize that um, because that professor is only going to give you one perspective. Right. They're only going to give you one opinion. And for the majority of like my education, I was just like, oh, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I trust your opinion. And this is what I'm going to I'm learning this. And you're right. I'm not going to challenge it. Right. Um, was it objective or subjective, though? What, what do you mean by that? Like, I just chose that. Well, yeah, you trusted his opinion, but what was he, what was, I don't was think, what he was telling you like, no, it wasn't far fetched or by any means or like, it was like in the wrong, but I, there's more to it. Like you, like just sitting down on this podcast every week and opening up my perspective on mm-hmm. different lifestyles or sure. the way someone else is thinking has opened up a whole new realm of the way that I want to operate. Right. Um, but the majority of people I believe are, you know, absorbing singular, um, perspectives and opinions and just saying okay that's how they like and that's how that's gonna be right and they're not gonna challenge it and go find another source mm-hmm. and and listen to it and take time into like spend an hour walking and and listening to that opinion does that make sense yeah no 100 percent. because at the end of the day whether it's the professor giving a lecture at stanford or if you're sitting in a classroom getting a, a similar but different uh lecture there's information and intel that you're gonna grab from both and there you're saying there's a crossover between the one that's free and the one that you went to school for and had to pay for and had to pay for. Yeah. And that was what I was thinking about was like, well, if no one's going to, if no one right now is going to hire the person who has the chiropractic degree, like as the person who is maybe trying to come up in the chiropractic world and starting their new business, like why not just create your own little course and then tailor it exactly to the need of your business and like give them the broad classes that are there's crossover but like mm-hmm. think about putting together an online syllabus essentially for a potential employee and they could basically take that class you could offer it for free whether it's 
It could be pre- presented across podcasts, PowerPoints, Zoom calls, however you want to do it. Mm-hmm. But like you could you could tailor a single single class to uh, your business mm-hmm. that you started within a specific realm. Like I think For what sure. you're talking about is like seriously, it could change the way we look at education as a whole. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, there's people doing it right now. And there's courses you can take online and there's there's people in the field that I follow that I'm just chomping at the bit to take their online course. Um, and you kind of hear it through word of mouth. I mean, like and I've had I've had small group discussions with people that have taken some of these courses where we'll just like hash out everything that they learned. And there's there's been times when I've been in like a three hour Zoom call with classmates of mine and people that have graduated. And I'll be like, man, that was I, I got more out of that than I did this class that I took for $2,000 this semester, you know, it's, I mean, things are changing for sure and it's happening so fast. And if you're, if you're not staying up to date with it, if you're not staying up with the research, if you're not up with the times of these, some some really great minds in the field, you're just falling behind. I mean, it's, it's happening fast. So, yeah. I just don't understand. Like when we, keep going back to this idea of like college was really expensive <laughs> like how do we get to that point how do we get to the point where it's five thousand dollars to take a health class to learn to learn right like to better where, yourself how did mm-hmm. like we we talk about how free information is well how the fuck did they charge five thousand for some how sort do of information do that to us? how do we let them f- do that like for only five months of their information for one class yeah and they make us work really hard we should always be working hard, but like, think about that. Isn't that nuts? <laughs> like, they just they duped us. They totally duped us, and I'm still getting duped. Wow, well, yeah, you're still in the dupe. I continue to get duped. <laughs> you're in the simulation duped for no, 20 it's just, years. It's just the way it is. It's unfortunate, but like, how did we get to the way it was though? Like, what's the history behind education here? How do we go from like fighting World War II to like colleges 60 grand? Like, where where's the crossover? Only going. It's got to change for sure, but. I don't I don't know what the answer is, but it's it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I mean, I mean I, I'm glad we're I'm, out of it. <laughs> yeah, glad we're out of it. I loved, you almost you're like yeah. getting there. I loved St. Thomas. I mean, I learned so much in those years, more way more outside the classroom than in the classroom, hundred um, percent. And then grad school. I mean, it's I've learned a ton, and it's just laid this awesome foundation for me going forward. And then obviously having a doctorate degree. And chiropractic is going to open a lot of doors, and it 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 gets my foot in the door to 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 do the things that I want to do. But it's just it's just the start for sure. I mean, just the beginning. The learning is just starting. I'm so excited for you to not have to worry about school, <sighs> dude. Yeah, so. actually, that's like a big deal. It's yeah. a big transition. Yeah, I'm I'm I couldn't be more excited either. I'm I'm definitely ready for it. And it's just at this point now, it's just. It's just like school is just a game sometimes, you know, you're it's just a game. You're just getting, you're <laughs> yeah. just getting shit talking done. about playing cards. <laughs> yeah. It's school, it's dude. Just, it's just hours of cards. <laughs> a, B or C. Um, no. Aces, hearts or diamonds. Yeah. Who's Trump? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there's some, some classes are great. I love some of my professors for sure. I've gotten a lot of value out of it for sure. Right. I don't want to just shit on it. No, but, I know. Like, oh, yeah. No, we don't, we're not shitting no, on no, college. I, no, we love college. college <laughs> I mean, the back pocket wouldn't be here for, without college. Yeah. yeah, no. If you look at paying for college as an experience, I mean, I would. I, it's all I got. It was great. 100%. I, like you said, I grew the people. immensely. Yeah. The people, oh, the connections, yeah. the mindset, yeah. like the this pool of this 
group that you have yeah. access to. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things of college that like that's not on your like deliverables for college. Like right. when you pay five thousand dollars for said class, you're not like, oh, you're gonna be delivered a life changing perspective. Like you're not like, oh wow, I didn't think that was gonna be in my history class. Mm-hmm. But like now looking back at my history class, I'm like that was the best class ever. Like I yeah. think back to that class all the time. Yeah, I think about too. I mean, one of the things that I've noticed from going to Saint from Saint Thomas to chiropractic school is that I really miss the liberal arts education just from mm. a clip this out and send it to Julie. <laughs> send it to Julie, send it to Carmel Catholic, send it to friggin every liberal Regis Jesuit re, re, Regis Jesuit <laughs> high school. But no, I mean I, I I miss when my my mind was being pulled in all these different directions and I was being forced to think in all these different ways. Um and I remember I read the book Range this summer over quarantine. I don't know. If I, I 100% recommend it. It's one of my favorite books. Yeah. Carter recommended it to me. Um, but it talked about just kind of the, the benefit of challenging your mind in all these different ways and kind of adding tools to your toolkit as you go throughout life. And um, it's kind of like a flip side of the coin to Outliers where they talk about like 10,000 hours, 10, 10, hours of specializing in one thing. And you're an expert or right. Yeah. You're a specialist. You're a specialist where this is kind of like, if you can pull different learning experiences from all these different things that you're doing, um, that some of the world's most successful people in the long run, uh, there's a lot of value in that. So, but it it did kind of touch on different subjects in school. And so I, I I don't know, I was just saying, I missed that liberal arts education where I was being pulled in all these different directions. And I think I try to keep up with that now, even through chiropractic school, like, reading different things and listening to different things because it's cool i don't know it's hard to i find this in uh because to catch up contextualize it a little bit like you when you get when you're out of college and you're not in the liberal arts experience like you're expected to do like a couple things really really well try to paint you into a corner they try and just like (laughs) box you up you know right and they're and like, they want to put a bow on it and they want to put a bow on it and pay you that Christmas bonus and say, you're doing a great job, you know? And that's fine. Like if you can get good at the, at certain things, then you're going to crush. Like oh, definitely. that's great. But like to your point, like that way of thinking is so great. If you can think about your, your job that people want to put a bow on, but then also spread your thoughts out and perspectives out mm-hmm. in whichever way you want, which is why Postgrad is so great mm-hmm. because you get to spread your thoughts out not on theology, philosophy, and uh, your health class, but like X, Y, and Z. The, 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 and those three things are whatever you want, mm-hmm. and that's the coolest part. But you in the the intangible skill that we learned through the liberal arts education is the way to categorize and value and and look at uh, the way we're learning and how how much we're actually learning and the appreciation for learning it's it's very cool it's it cool the liberal arts education did as well i would say yeah i think so i think if you're challenging yourself to be curious every single day mm-hmm. there is just tremendous fulfillment in that yeah and curious in whatever mm-hmm. um but genuinely like saying oh i don't know enough i want i'm curious in this person or i'm curious in this topic um whatever that may be that is how i've like day to day in this quote-unquote pandemic where mm-hmm. things have slowed slowed down tremendously um, being curious and just like 
like questioning things in a healthy way yeah. and asking why am I stuck in a trans of like looking down on myself mm-hmm. or why is, why am I habitually like getting tired at four o'clock? Mm-hmm. Like what, what, what is this? <laughs> right. Um, and, and, and being curious, but not necessarily saying, oh, I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but just healthily saying, oh, it's probably because you're eating something wrong mm-hmm. or you're not uh, appreciate, you're not like going to see friends and, and finding enjoyment and just like excitement through other people, yeah. just little things here and there. Right. I think that's where I, what I take most from this year alone is the ability to be surrounded by the people I care about most and then like appreciate um, the energy that all of that brings because I'm surrounded daily by my house of mm-hmm. four other guys that were in this quote unquote Airbnb we work mm-hmm. that I have, I have the ability to walk out of my room and get energy from someone who's doing exactly what I'm doing, working from home and, and trying to make a living, mm-hmm. but also like trying to better themselves and, and uh, being curious in, in why that person is, is, is super energized right now or why, why is my roommate not feeling good? Is there a way that I can help? Mm-hmm. Um, that is that's something that I definitely think like I didn't challenge enough in in my education. I was like I already mentioned I just accepted everything that was around me. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna learn that, absorb it as quick as I can, and put A on on my multiple choice question and mm-hmm. and, and move to the next. Right. I wasn't curious, um, so that is where my mind is at right now. <laughs> I'm not and my little tangent. I don't yeah. I don't know how I'm a, how you can carry a conversation from that, but. That's my tangent. I think you've always had that, though. I, I think, like, you you have always kind of led the charge just with – I mean, even your guys' podcast is kind of this giant melting pot of you're pulling people from everywhere, you know? I mean, you guys have had how many number of different careers or just different personalities on this thing and talk about thinking differently and thinking critically and questioning different – I mean, you guys are pulling from the masses – and pulling in specialized experts, just people like me from different fields, whatever it is. Um, and I think that's super, super cool. Yeah. And that, and that's why I, I continuously love doing this right. every week is I have the opportunity to sit down and, and figure out why you're so passionate about what you're talking about mm-hmm. that I have no idea what you're talking Like mm-hmm. I genuinely have sat in this chair and someone has talked about something and I am so lost mm-hmm. and I have no idea what's going on, but I'm like, why are they so passionate? Why do they know so much? And that's usually my follow-up question is like <laughs> just diving into something like um, interpersonally of like where it, their head's at. Mm-hmm. I stink at retaining facts, but I, <laughs> I am very good at knowing how someone's feeling yeah. while they're sharing something. Yeah. And that's why I, I love podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you pick up on it and you basically – like a podcast is just you're continually asking questions or poking the bear of like what really gets them to go, what mm-hmm. really makes them tick. And that, yeah, that is pretty much the impetus of what we've done is, and what we're doing is like, we're just trying to find those types of people and find what makes people tick because there's something in every inside everybody that makes them tick and mm-hmm. makes them they're that they're passionate about. And I love hearing that because that energy is so raw mm-hmm. and it's so, um, fun to listen to and understand where their mind is coming from. And it's all, it's always so unique because there's no, no one story is the same. Yeah. And it just like that perspective has just like totally, um, kind of just, it may, it just helps me become more self-aware. Like it helps me, me understand that like, oh, it's so okay. Everything's so okay. Mm-hmm. Like everything's fine. We're going to get through this thing. 
whatever it is. And the decisions you make are not mountains. They're hills. They're berms. They're berms. 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 A shrubbery. Is that a berm? You walk by and you make a decision. You look to your right and you say, is that a berm? (laughs) You step over Uh, it. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. Um, But it's funny, though, because, like, the energy source, we talk about, like, how... You know, you go home and all of a sudden your energy source is different, but you love it. And Andrew's talking about how he has all these roommates. He walks outside and he has these different people that like are doing similar things to what he's doing. And now all of a sudden he grabs a shit ton of energy from that. And then like for me, I'm sitting in an RV by myself and like finding energy from like within. Like Mm -hmm. what do I do with my time now Mm -hmm. that it's just like me calling the shots? Sometimes that gets me in bad situations but other times it's great yeah and it's cool to like find different ways to grab energy and i think like 2020 just put us in the, in situations where we're like all right like what's next yeah. how can we how can we grab something nice? it's like you're pulling a rope yeah like what what's going to be the next thing you had no idea what what the next thing like you were grateful for the next thing you were like so stoked on mm-hmm you're like I I love going out to eat all of a sudden like I looked at that oh as gosh. like a normal thing yeah for so long and now everyone's like wow you're going out to eat like how is that Taco Bell you know <laughs> but it's just crazy the energy source yeah 2020's been a big big learning experience for sure I mean you I think the big takeaway is like the only constant in life is change and things are changing fast and every day and it's kind of you just foag the hell out of it right you figure it out just and go and with a little urgency but yeah i mean there's been so much change and you pull from different things you, you appreciate the simple things again i love that you touched on going out to eat <laughs> one of, one of the <laughs> biggest wins of quarantine for my family was the when they opened restaurants for outdoor seating in like may i think mm-hmm. it was it was the coolest night ever we went uh we had just been eating at the house. We'd been delivering groceries every day. We'd make food. And then my mom calls us all and just goes, get dressed up. We're going out to eat tonight. And it, was like, <laughs> it, was, it was just, you know, we were on cloud nine. It was so nice to just be at a table, have somebody bring us some drinks. Yeah. The, the waitresses were scrambling and we were just so thankful. I don't know. It's just those little things. Yep. Brings me back to it, but it's the little things, baby. It's always the little things. But as we're, uh, you know, transitioning to the back end of this podcast, mm-hmm. we usually ask the core questions. You've been asked those many times. Uh, average them. quality, mm-hmm. what's in your back pocket? Um, I kind of want to f- ask a different question. Okay. Um, since we've used this podcast, and the, the, especially like between the three of us, mm-hmm. as kind of like a documentation of who we are right mm-hmm. now, I want to ask you um, to just articulate who is Mark Amick on December. Uh, it's December 16th in 2020. Um, just oh. graduating trimester th- seven and uh, got an internship. Who is Mark Amick? What are you feeling? How you doing? I'm doing so great. I am so happy right now. Um, it's, it's a super exciting time for me, you know, thinking about it a lot, writing about it a lot. But a year from now, I, I graduate as a doctor of chiropractic and I, I think about kind of what that holds in the future and it's super exciting, but I know there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. 
there's a lot of authority that comes with that. And I know that my opinion is going to hold a lot of weight with people moving forward. So, um, and I recognize that. So I think that's why I'm so passionate about learning right now and that, that growth moving forward. I, I just, I think, um, yeah, I'm just kind of at this spot where I'm kind of in this middle ground between, you know, I like to look at it where I rewind to like 2014 moving up to Minnesota as just this kid from Lake Zurich, Illinois, that was, had a great foundation, but really no like sense of self, you know, kind of came up here and was just, just trying to figure things out, moved to a new city, had crippling anxiety in high school. And I was just, I was ready for that growth chapter and I moved up to Minnesota and now we're sitting here six years later and the growth has been exponential and I'm just thrilled with the way things have, have played out up here in Minnesota. And now I'm at this middle ground where I'm ready for that next big jump. Um, so it's just super exciting. I know there's another big phase coming up where I graduate. Finally, I'm out of school finally and the, the real world comes. And, um, right now I'm trying to find internships in Colorado. So I'm looking to hopefully make another big jump, which is super exciting. Huge. Um, that's massive. It's massive. And I, I, even though I keep getting pulled in so many different directions, you know, I'm getting pulled to stay here because I freaking love it in Minnesota. I'm getting pulled home because I just cherish my family with all my heart and I want to be home. But I know that there's kind of that next jump coming. And I think taking that next step and moving somewhere else would be so powerful and so cool. So um, there's just there's just a lot of, I'm looking forward to in the next couple of years, a lot of different passions I want to chase. Um so we'll see, but I think just chipping away at the things I love to do, surrounding myself with good people, and uh, just laying that brick is just all I got to do. Dude, I'm so happy for you, man. Thank you. You're That's incredible. Nice. You I, got tears in your eyes. I'm, I'm about so to get happy. Some tears in my I'm eyes. so happy for you, dude. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Your confidence, where you're going, I believe in you, man. Thank you. It's uh, it's just a pleasure to be your friend. Exactly. It's a pleasure. It's I, so I, cool to track the progress, dude. Yeah. Seriously. I got I got to say though man like you guys have no idea how impactful you guys have been for me and I know for so many people but it's it's one of the coolest things to be surrounded by our group of friends up here and you two leading the charge for sure and guys like Austin Yoakum and Mark Dowdle and Steve Harrell and these just like my brothers that I get to surround myself with every day and you guys are just constantly like just pushing forward and and you guys inspire me so much so I, I owe you guys more than you know for sure. Hey, dude, we're doing it together, man. We're all at the end together. of the day, at the end of the day, we're all doing it together, and that's what makes it the coolest thing. Is like, you know, we're all we're all on our own individual paths of like doing our own thing that rocks, but we're all doing it together at some point mm-hmm. in some time. And I think that's what these podcasts are great reminders of. They are is we get to bounce off ideas, thoughts have these really cool conversations, talk story, and you get to just understand. You're like, dude, we're we're having the same feelings, the same thoughts, but we're in totally different parts of the country, mm-hmm. different part states of mind, doing different things. Mm-hmm. And that's why everything it just is it, it be, builds this great cohesive thing we got going on. Mm-hmm. And we're only twenty four and we're all sitting up here and it's eleven oh nine on December sixteenth. Let that sink in. 11.09 at night, and we're manifesting what we want out of life. Yes. And we're living in it right now, though. This is it. 
<laughs> we went from the uh, we went from the circle table in that room, and now we're in this room with a matching floral arrangement. <laughs> it's Talk, beautiful. Look just, how far we've come. Look how, look how far we've come down the hallway. <sighs> and that's Great. all it takes. And that's all it takes. All right, chalk it up this time for next year. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Right, let's wrap it up here. Yeah, I agree, Mark. Thank you for coming on. Thank you guys. Thanks for, for hey, thanks for sliding into the Facebook Messenger <laughs> and, and, and throwing in the uh, the time hop post of saying, yo, let's do this again. Let's yeah. do it again. Let's keep it rolling. Oh, that's uh, great. Too. Facebook Messenger continues to be the number one source of communication. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just find it, man. But yeah, that's a wrap, dude. Love you. Love you guys, man. Love you. Dick hair. Dick hair. Dick hair. Seeing double. Tell the whole squad out the back door, man. I think it's time to huddle. Yeah. We're in trouble. Wrote a pop song, tried to pop off, but I think we popped the bubble. And we run around, but now I know we're tired of the nonsense. All the things we can't control. Really, really messes with a healthy mindset. Play the party, said you never, never would change, but I don't